You're listening to Crime Watchers. Crime Watchers is an unauthorized, uncensored recap podcast for the biggest television show of the 2000s. That's right. It's Crime Stoppers Miami, and I'm Kent Montagna. And I'm Piper Beckett. We wrote, directed, produced, and starred in the show. Yeah, because crime doesn't stop itself, Piper. You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> I do, Kent. And crime doesn't watch itself. That's where we come in. Wow, what a week on Crime Stoppers Miami. I mean, this episode, uh, it's it's uh, groundbreaking television, I would say. Yeah, it really, re-watching it sort of made me uh, feel feel quite a bit. I feel feeling a lot of emotions right now, and I'm sure our listeners are too if they've been watching along with us because this one's just, um, <laughs> I, I yeah. The only word I can think of is emotional, and also like really cool and good. I guess are other words that I can think of. It's a very very rewatchable show. It's maybe maybe the most rewatchable show on television is something that not only I've said, but a lot of other people too. It's actually, in fact, even more than it being something that I have said, it's something that other people say to me. Uh Uh, They say Crime Stoppers Miami is the most rewatchable show on television. They say I taped the whole thing on my VHSs back when it was airing in the 2000s to 2010s. And I rewatch it not only every year, but every Every month, every week, and every day. Yep. Me too. Pretty much when I'm in an elevator or walking somewhere or even driving, people will say that to me. And when you're driving, how are how is that exactly happening? I was at a red light, uh, and before you say, that's not driving, that's stopping, I was driving very, very slowly at the red I didn't, I was- I You was were inch- rolling. I was inching. Yeah. I wouldn't even call it rolling. I would call it inching. Oh. And so I kind of in- hitting the gas pedal like just in short spurts or hitting mm-hmm. the brake in short spurts. Yeah. I was in yes, I was inching. And um <laughs> someone gave me the roll down the window motion, you know, where they were um Miming had, rolling down a window. They were miming rolling down a window. They had their thumb and their forefinger together in a circle with their fingers sticking up and they were pumping their arm up and down rapidly. So I rolled down my window <laughs> and uh and they and they looked over at me. They didn't have their window rolled down. And so I did the roll down the window motion to them and they rolled down their window and I said to them, I said, Stop, stop. I know what you're gonna say. You're gonna say that you taped Crime Stoppers Miami off the TV on your VHS back in the two thousands, two thousand tens when it was on the air. And now you rewatch it not only every year, but every month and every week and even every day. And then the light changed. And then the light changed. Oh, and then you stopped inching. It was serendipity. You started yarding. <laughs> yeah. Footing. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Uh, so what about you? So what's good? So what's good with you, Piper? Oh, what's going pretty on? Pretty much everything. The sun's shining mm-hmm. here today and... Um, you know, I, uh, went to the farmer's market and I got a bunch of fresh stuff and I got a pedicure and I got a manicure and I got my hair blown out. Get any um, auditions? Got any auditions no, going? No auditions, but want to look good for when they come calling. So you should be, and I've been saying this to you, you should be offer only at this point. 
I should be. And that's what I keep telling my agent, manager, team, et cetera. But they keep saying that, well, you know, we agree. <laughs> we agree. But the, um, uh, you know, so other people, that's just not the way the biz is anymore. Nobody is offered. Not even Leo, Leo DiCaprio is offer only. So, oh, yeah, I heard he has to like Marty Scorsese does not call him up and say, hey, do you want to be in this movie? He makes him audition. I no, know Leo, that, that sounds crazy. Leo has to read. Yeah, yeah, Leo has to read. They send him sides and he's got to read them. And what are your favorite sides? Because for me, I would say mac and cheese, biscuit and green bean. Yeah, mine are um, left, right. And Manchester United. <laughs> and so let's get into this episode. So this one, you know, this really this emotional, episode, very emotional. I was crying the whole time. <laughs> Not only that we were watching it now, but when we were filming it, we cried a lot filming this one. I remember we really blew through the Kleenex budget. Well, and we had to wait to film it in the. We were both crying so hard while we were making it. <laughs> We had to wait to we had to wait for rain to film it to hide the crying to hide all the crying yeah so the whole episode takes place in the rain yeah and and remember you know this is the show is set in Miami but we're filming this in Toronto so it doesn't rain a lot in Toronto no no that's actually a saying there it never rains <laughs> in Toronto yeah that was what we <laughs> yep yeah that was what we always said and it was true too um, so this episode don't come knocking. My feeling, you know, when we were making this was, you know, I wanted the headline to be, this is the first episode where we really see Cal and Abby uh, are uh, blue collar detective and our uh, tuxedo glamour detective. And that was how we sold the show, by the way. That was, was how we sold the show. It's a blue collar detective and a tuxedo, and a tuxedo glamour, glamour detective. detective. You know, we've seen them winning a lot. All they do is win, 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 no matter what. It never rains was, in Toronto, and all they do is win, 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 no matter what. We're kind and of that the was two how mottos. we sold the show. We that said was. the executives, these cops, all they do is win. They said sold. Yeah, and then we said, but <laughs> we got to episode four. But. We said it's too much winning. <laughs> yeah, and audiences were getting kind of. I guess you could say weird about it. Like, of course, there wasn't like Twitter or Reddit or like AV Club message comments or anything like that back then. Uh, but at the water cooler, in the party line, in the chain letters, everybody was saying, I love Cal and Abby. Don't get me wrong. I love Cal and Abby. I think they're brilliant. And I think the people who play them are brilliant. However, I'm a little... And beautiful, a lot oh. of times, is a word that you would hear come up. Yeah, the big, beautiful actors who play Cal and Abby, and <laughs> I... And so big. <laughs> so big. They're big. They're... they're they and, and that was because of the way that we shot it, you know, because a fish lot of times... lens. We used a fish eye most of the time. And big, beautiful Cal and Abby... I love them. And I, and I have to say again, I love them. This is kind of verbatim what people would say. And I have to say again, I love them. But I would love to just see an episode where they don't win, where they lose something to humanize them, to make me sort of feel for them, 
to sort of give us some downs with the ups, um, to sort of let it, you know, let things simmer a little bit. You know, I would always say it's everybody loves to see a balloon launch. Yes. But people also love to see the air going out of a balloon, causing it to zip around. And uh, <laughs> I'm just and laughing sh- even sh- hearing sh- that. Scoop and skedaddle in the air. We open on a home invasion. It's this, um, we open on this duo of burglars dressed in winter clothes. Uh, one is short, one is tall. They're One's wearing, wearing a little beanie cap, yep. Beanie cap, hat with ear flaps, um, plaid, and they got New York accents. And does that and sound familiar? Because it should, because, because one thing we wanted to do with this show was to reference the zeitgeist and the culture. You got to remember this was right around the 2000s. Early 2000s. Early middle 2000s. Post 9-11, pre-Obama. Right around that time when Home Alone was like, was hugely popular, just really popping off. And we, the network was saying to us, you guys can just do your own thing. We said, why would we want to stand, um, off to the side of the conversation, we could be part of the conversation. So we're going to put a couple guys in it that are the. We're going to put the guys. The Home Alone guys. We're going to put the guys from Home Alone in it. The network push push back on that. They said, "We don't have the rights." I said, "This is America. We have the right to do whatever we want." Right. They and, said it's and Canada. Then you said, they well, said it's technically it's yeah, Canada. Yeah. Yep. Exactly. So you don't. And so that was the end of that. Um, so we just got a tall guy and a short guy and put them in plaid. <laughs> Basically, we got a tall guy cap. and a short guy. Yeah. 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 We got Shaq and Muggsy Bogues. And they were great. We had Shaq playing the short guy and we had Muggsy <laughs> playing the tall guy. Yeah. Shaq walked around on his knees and Muggsy, we gave him some stilts. lifts in his shoes. Lifts and, and, and stilts. They, yeah. And they ultimately ended up actually still being kind of the same height. Same height. Yeah. <laughs> they were the same height. And so we actually, after we filmed it, we renamed the characters for the internet movie database. We called them the same height guy, the same height burglars. Same and that was a, <laughs> that same was height a, guys. The same height. The same height guys was, um, was a big catchphrase. That you would yeah. hear at the water coolers. And oh, everything. hey, it's the same <laughs> height guys. Hey, it's my same height guy. Yeah. Um, yeah. Or yeah, if a couple guys walk in. And it's a thing that you've probably heard people saying it to you. Maybe you've said it ever since this episode <laughs> aired. Is You see two guys walking up to you. If they're the same height, you say, oh, oh look who it is. Well, look. Ooh, well, looky here. It's the same height. <laughs> if it isn't the same height guys. And that was the first meme. That was the first meme that anybody ever did. Um, and then after that, you had Stay Classy San Diego and all of that. But we were the ones who started it. With the same height guys. With the same height guys. They pretend to be the gas company at this family's doorstep. And they're saying, Man, we're from the gas company. We got a serious problem here in your domicile. There's been a... Ter- there's been a very big and very terrible gas leak of uh, sodium methane gas. It's the type of gas. Um, hey, hey, my partner here. Let me just cut to the chase. You got to get out of this house right now. Yeah, that's the long and the short of it. The nuts and the bolts, the tail and the Your snow. lives are in danger. If you don't get out of this house right now, you're going to... Something bad is going to happen, okay? 
Plus, just think about, you know, yeah, you could suffocate to death. You could drown in the gas, pretty you much. You could puke yourself to death after taking in all that gas. So we're just going to need to escort you out. Let's make sure all the family's here and all the no, family's No, 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 no. Of course you couldn't smell it. No, you can't. That's what, if you could smell that's it, you could already. That's deadly. That's what <laughs> makes it the silent but deadly killer. That's what we call it in the business, the SBDK. And, uh. Your whole family is skeptical to this um, issue. Uh, in fact, I could see this little one. His eyelids it already looks like they're drooping. Maybe he just looks like that. Hey, do you just look like that? Sport, don't answer that. Uh, you don't look like you could talk. All right, all right. Sorry to take the time out of your day. If you all just stand out here, we'll go in and we'll take a quick look around. And then we will be right back, and we'll make sure everyone is safe and sound, all right? Ma'am, I see your eyes looking, but I don't see your feet moving. I'm going to need you to be walking out from that living room. If you don't if you don't leave it, then what could happen is uh, somebody could... You're not safe. The thing about a home is you're also not safe in there with the door open like this. See how the door is open? Somebody could come in here and blow your brains out. You better get out of here. All right, all right. Let's get going. Let's get going. All right. Thank you for listening. All right. Hey, now it's time. We're in the house alone. It's time to do... The reverse Santa Claus. Oh, oh, oh. And so they leave, of course, trusting that these people are from the gas company. They Picture have the perfect family. Yeah. And they have the authentic New York accents and everything. So they get the heck out of there. And then yeah, the, the, the wife and the, um, the, the wife and her wife, we were the first people to do lesbian couple on TV. They, um, they discuss it. They say, you think these guys are, the are wife legit? says to her, do you think they're legit? She says, honey, they've got the New York accents. Exactly. So they leave and the same height guys, what do they do? Well, of course, they rob the place. They take everything. TVs, jewels, the they dog, pull a reverse the reverse Santa crate. Claus on this place. Yeah. Ex- yes. And that's what they say. It's time to it's time to pull a reverse Santa Claus on this place. The reverse Santa Claus. Oh, oh, oh. Uh, the other guy, the one of the guys, the one of the same height guys, the same height one, he... I could not tell them apart when they were the same height. <laughs> he doesn't know. He doesn't... And that's not a race thing with Shaq and Muggsy No, it's Bogues a height either. thing. No, it's a height thing when we filmed them from the back only. <laughs> and we put um, them both in wigs and beanie caps, remember? <laughs> we put them both <laughs> in George Washington type wigs. <laughs> And um and little yeah, beanies and powder and wigs with a beanie on top. powder wigs with the tall beanie the tall beanie too like that the way sits guys in L A wear them above like their like the way ears. guys in L A wear them we started that <laughs> guys in L A we should have started this episode by saying how groundbreaking this was in terms of its influence on culture every episode has a couple t- cultural touch points but this one had dare I say hundreds. 2023, you see a guy in L.A. or Highland Park or Chicago or Highland Park, Chicago or in Brooklyn. He's going to be wearing a pow- What's he going to be wearing? He's either going to be wearing a short beanie or he's going to be wearing a really tall beanie. Right. And it sits right above his ears and it's kind of all floofed up at the top. Like a little, like a little pencil eraser, or like the, even a tip of a pencil, depending how it's floofed. Well, and I would say there's two ways you could wear. It. There's, there's the, the first one you're talking about. That's what we call the yarmulke. 
That's there's the you wear this the tiny little beanie we call that the yarmulke <laughs> look, and then the tall one you're talking about we call that the condom. And, yes. And 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 we we started the 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 condom. The, the condom. We won't take credit for starting the yarmulke look, but the condom look that was Crime Stoppers Miami episode four. So they go in and they rob the place. They do reverse Santa Claus. Yeah. And mm-hmm. they yeah. Wipe reverse out. nut bust is another name for this maneuver. It's the they because they're filling up their sacks. Oh, <laughs> I remember you said that in the writers' room, and I kind of did the same thing I just did now, where I said, yeah, "Oh, <laughs> we talked. We talked about it for a week." Yeah. In the writers, the writers' room, we stayed on that one for a whole week. We said, "Is this going to be the reverse Santa, or is this the re- and or the reverse nut bust?" And we decided reverse Santa. But look at me, over a decade later. I'm bringing, I'm bringing it back, and I'm making it happen. So this is not just one home invasion, right? No, we're it's a seeing, string. We're seeing one of a string. So this home invasion stuff is kind of going rampant across Miami. We wanted to comment on what America is really like, which is that if you're living in a neighborhood somewhere, um, it's more likely than not that violence and crime are going to encroach on your safe haven and and pop your little bubble of security and you won't feel safe anymore because you're not safe in your home you're not safe in your car you're not safe out walking your children aren't safe at school you're not safe in the mall because of because criminals exactly and if this had been now and we had shot this now i know people that fans of the podcast are always asking like can you talk more about like if you had shot this now what you would have done and for this one i think we would have partnered with something like ring or somebody like that to kind of show how surveilling people at all times actually makes you feel safer and um you You couldn't make this episode now because because ring doorbell would have prevented all these home invasions exactly and other stuff, other bad stuff too, like uh, your neighbor walking in front of your house or your dog, a, a dog, um, you know, st- t- stepping one paw onto your lawn or, you know, a delivery driver um, leaving a package where you don't like it. Like that would prevent all those crimes too. And Crime Watchers is sponsored by Ring Doorbells and you can, um, and, and you can get a free ring doorbell if you um, we have a qr code for the podcast if you get that qr code tattooed on your chest and you go and you do a dance it has to be at least a minute long in front of someone's ring doorbell with your shirt pulled up with the qr code visible and scannable uh, and it goes viral it has to go viral then you can get a free what did i say they could get a ring doorbell you can get your own so do that. So Sponsored the chief, by Ring. Yep. So the chief puts together a task force for these home invasions. He needs them to stop. He wants them to stop like very quickly because it's making him look bad. Before Christmas, he says. Yeah. He's like, I can't have this happening at Christmas. So me, Abby, I say, well, it's September. Yeah. Abby's, okay. uh, she's always piping up in meetings. And the way that we came up with that character trait was, was your name is Piper and you said I you said you wanted your character to be a Piper and always be piping always be piping up even though my character's name is Abby I want it to be a reflection of my real name which is Piper and so I pipe up a lot and I'll always say things like oh it's September (laughs) or or actually actually um I just have a question I was just gonna say I say stuff like that all the time a little easter egg that 
that that super fans will notice is that in most scenes Abby pushes up. She doesn't wear glasses, but she pushes the she pushes. I just push up my nose. Glasses up, my nose. up her nose. Yeah. Yeah. Even though she's not wearing any. No, unless it's part of like a costume or a beautiful outfit. So Abby says it's like you know uh, what do you mean by Christmas? It's September. The chief is like yeah. I'm telling you guys, you got plenty of time. There's no it's, months. There's no. You got months to stop these home invasions. Abby's like, I was going to say we have like no time. That's only like three, four months. Right. That doesn't seem like enough time to Abby, but she's new on the force, right? She still is kind of getting her sea legs a little bit. So to her, that felt like not enough time. But the chief says, shut up. It doesn't matter anyway. You and Cal aren't even on this task force. You're on traffic duty. That is the out. That's the act one out. We cut to commercial. It's a twenty minute commercial for Carl's Jr. and um, and that's when they were doing kind of sexy ones. So it was good. Sexy one, American flag, naked lady, greasy burger, writhing on a car. Eat this burger, big boy. If you aren't, you yeah, kind of rubbing it on her tits and belly button. Carl's Jr. wanted nothing to do with it. We filmed that commercial. <laughs> we told them if they didn't pay us. I got my sorority sister put, to do it. Yeah, yeah. We um I paid her in Carl's Jr. bucks. We told them and if we told them if they didn't um we told them if they didn't pay us, we would air it. And we told them if they didn't accept the Carl's Jr. bucks that we had made that we would air it. And they weren't interested in either of they weren't interested in um playing ball. No, they weren't. So we had to air it. So we had to air um, it. Got hit with huge legal on that one. The only reason I worth have it. it now worth it is I taped it off VHS. Yeah. Like almost course. everybody who watched it. Um, so we're working so traffic duty. Cal and Abby working traffic duty. Um, and they're talking to each other about like, you know, Cal's like, it's such bullshit that we're on traffic duty. I, you know, I, I hate doing this. Why would the chief be punishing us like this? He's just out to get us. Abby's like, he's only putting us on traffic duty because we've been winning so much. We're making everybody else look bad. And she knows a lot about that, you know, because Abby is the governor's daughter. She's she always been, looks good. Oh, she looks amazing. Um, Stop. She looks, she, oh, well, the, well, the character I'm talking about. Oh, looks in, okay. <laughs> character I'm talking about looks incredible. Um, but in any case, let's get back to the episode. We get the task, you know, um, we get the task force walking down the street towards the traffic duty. And how do we know it's a task force? Uh, Because they're wearing uh, high visibility gear. They're wearing vests that say task force on them. Mm, Yeah. High high vis, yellow, um, (laughs) like. uh, Almost like hunting gear. Yeah. They're wearing like yellow high vis hunting gear with task force emblazoned across the chest there and they're rolling deep they're yeah. you know the cover of um like reservoir dogs where they're walking i know you haven't seen the movie but the cover of it where they're walking all in a line yeah of course or avengers assemble where all the avengers show up at the end of avengers you know and it's just kind of a line of guys that meme where all the avengers like show you know oh, oh all the avengers show up people meme it with different faces and stuff we did the original basic one of that where we had a group of guys <laughs> task force to, together 
Yeah. That was the first time anybody <laughs> had sort of seen that. Um, besides, I guess Reservoir Dogs had come out before this, but... Yeah, but ours had more guys. More guys. It's a big so. task force. It's like 10 guys. They're roll And they're rolling deep. And Cal is jealous. Of course. Abby's a little jealous, too. Probably... Or I would say jealous and kind of afraid, a little like, oh, man. And a little turned on. Yeah. Well, <laughs> what is fear if not being horny for d- danger? And we didn't say that these guys, their camos open down the chest. Yes. It's unbuttoned. Yes. And so it's, <laughs> I mean, it's, 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 um, it's Peck City. <laughs> and I did say that. My character said that. Abby was like, whoa, Peck City. <laughs> Line of the episode. Yeah, I for agree. Me. Another meme. Cal was like, I gotta get on that task force. And they overhear him, don't they? They do. The, <laughs> who overhears they, them? The task force? The task force, yeah. And they start bullying them. Bullying they start them saying, really oh, you really wish you were on the task yeah. force, don't you? You, mm-hmm. d- you dumb little idiots. Yeah, you beating on freaks. him with pipes and chains. And Abby is like, whoa, hey, Pulling leave, some, hair, for <laughs> leave some for me. Leave some for me. Exactly. Abby joins in. <laughs> Abby joins in. She's pulling his hair, spitting in his <laughs> mouth, throwing lunch meat on him. <laughs> yeah. And then she's like, if you guys want to hit me with any of your stuff, you can do that. <laughs> she too. does. She actually gets on all fours. She puts her... Uh, her <laughs> she pulls a ball gag out of uh, um, her holster where her gun would normally be and yeah. puts it in her mouth. <laughs> <laughs> and gets down on all fours and is like, if you guys want to beat the crap out of me, you can too. We haven't said this, but Abby wears a stripper cop uniform um most of the time her cop uniform is tailored very very really seductively tiny booty short crotchless <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> the guys are not into it um because it's the middle of, i mean because it's the middle of it's the middle they're in the middle of a roundabout because it's toronto so <laughs> got roundabouts up there and um these guys are directing traffic through the, through the roundabout. <laughs> Just kind of like saying, "Yeah, you can keep you can keep going." Yeah, um, Abby gets very mad that these guys want to have sex with her, and she deliberately what she does is she <laughs> she 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 deliberately fudges sort of like a traffic cop move, you know? Yeah. In a way where she's basically yeah she's waving a car, she's to waving go the wrong a car way around the go, roundabout. Yes, in a way that where she it's plausible deniability. <laughs> so no one could yeah. really say she did this on purpose, but basically she's waving a car to drive the wrong direction. <laughs> and the car is like, are you sure? The the car and the driver are both like, are you sure? Mm-hmm. And she's like, yeah, no, 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 Big go this way. Up. Big thumbs up. Let's go, let's go. All the, the car hits the task force <laughs> guys like a set of bowling pins and breaks all their legs. Yep. Huge pile up. All the task force guys. Yeah. Broken legs, broken faces, arms, hands, etc. Act two is over here. We had a 30 minute commercial here for <laughs> mesothelioma settlements. Um, and did you ever get your money from that? From filming the commercial? Absolutely not. The guy said he would. He said, uh, I didn't get paid unless he got paid. <laughs> <laughs> wait a second yeah and i thought he what? said it the other way around um oh okay so sure. that one's on me i did get tricked that's all right so that commercial happens for a while and then the show comes back on 
as it is wont to do. One of my favorite parts of the episode is when the show comes back on from a commercial. Oh, it feels so nice, doesn't it? It's like... um, Like when you first start taking a pee after you hold it for a really long time. Exactly. Exactly. Um, And we're right back with those characters, you know, a couple of the characters that we really know and love, which is (laughs) Cal and Abby. The big, beautiful Cal and Abby, yeah. Yeah, yeah. We cut right back to our... Personally, two of my favorite characters from the show. Oh, I'd have to say they're mine, too. Numero uno y numero dos. We bien. They go to the chief, who in this episode is played by... Remind me. Oh, you're forgetting his Brian name. Brian Cox. <laughs> Brian Cox, Correct. Yeah, in this and every episode, he's played by Brian Cox. Yep. Um, and so they basically go to the chief, and Cal's like, hey, chief, I guess we're the task force now. <laughs> and Abby just sort of giggles. They take over the task force's office, smallest office in the station, smallest yeah. office in the precinct. And they're like, we're not wearing any of this shit. We're not wearing any of the high-vis stuff or the camo or whatnot. Mm. It's ugly. We're not wearing it. They are wearing what they're always wearing. Cal is wearing a, like a, he's he wears, he's wearing like miners, cl- he's wearing Carhartt and like miners, yeah. miners clothing. Another thing that ha- became a cultural touch point later on, people pay hundreds and hundreds of dollars for Carhartt stuff now because they saw Cal wearing it. And I was wearing my booty shorts and with a crotch uh, cut out. Tastemakers. You see a lot of people wearing that now, too. <laughs> you do. Cal looks, you know, the, the task force has been hard at work, but they're obviously not as smart as Cal and Abby. They have a map up of um, the pattern or the, you know, the, the, they have a map of Miami up and they've got all the different home invasions plotted out on it. Cal's like sort of, you know, standing there, hands behind his back, leaning forward, peering into the map and looking at it. And he takes his finger and he draws a line between all the points and he makes the shape of, well, it's, it's sort of, it's sort of a a star. I mean, it doesn't really look like a star at all, but when he does it, he goes a star. So it kind of like he sees it. Maybe you have to picture on this map, you basically got a cluster of home invasions kind of near each other. Cal <laughs> makes those into the top point of a star. Yep. And then he draws the rest of the star <laughs> out just in open space, not connecting to any of the dots down below it. And he goes, it's a star. And he points to the middle of the star. He says the next one. It's going to be here. It's going to be right here. And he actually says, mark my words. And Abby says, are you, are you sure? He says, mark my words. He says, did I say mark my words? And Abby goes, I don't know what that means. And, and we get a long thing <laughs> that we won't go into there of... Just about like the etymology, the etymology of, of marking yeah, words. Yeah. yeah it's, um, it's about, it all started with this guy named Mark is basically what <laughs> Cal explains. Yeah. Um, and it was all about Mark and his words. And that was good. So the so- task force guys <laughs> show up and they're all um in their casts and shit and their wheelchairs and crutches. And like um, one of them is doing like a one of them is in one of those um, 
do- you know, like when you got like a dog without any hind legs or whatever. Oh, um, and they have like the little wheels. The wheel thing. There's one of them who's pulling, pulling himself along the ground and his arms like that. Um, basically, any way you could imagine that someone who had just got their legs broke could, could be, be coming moving. into a, could be moving. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, they are all rolling being carried up. like a baby. They're, yeah, one, yeah, exactly, exactly, by Shaq. And cause it, well, because the thing is that with Shaq, he had a flat rate. Yeah, for, so we are like, we got to use him. He basically said, you pay, you pay me X money, and, I, and, I'm, and I'll do whatever the fuck you want. Yeah, for we, these three days or whatever. We said we need you to carry a guy. Like a baby. Like a baby. And he did. So Cal kind of tries to big dog him and sort of beat up on him, make things barking. worse. He's yeah, barking. barking. Like a dog. <laughs> and Abby's kind of like, <laughs> stop doing that. Just don't. And she pulls him off and she says, Cal, you're not like me. You don't have a safety net. Um, you really just need to think about your future. Don't get in any more trouble. Yeah. You can't we can't all be a governor's daughter. Yep. Yep. You can't who has like start. lots of money and like is already sort of famous and beautiful. She goes, Bridges are something for some that somebody like me can burn. And I have. And Literally I and figuratively. Literally. Bridges is for you. And Cal goes, Oh, so I guess Bridges is for me, guy like me, just something to jump off. And Abby goes, Yes. Sure. You yeah, why ahead. not? You yeah, should. sure. Okay. She says you should, and that's act three out. Um, <laughs> and then we go the, to like a 45-minute commercial for... Um, Beefo Brady's. Beefo Brady's. <laughs> it's a Beefo Brady's commercial. Um, I miss Beefo Brady's. Yeah. We don't have we're not, one by we're not, we're not allowed to eat it anymore, right? Oh, you're, well, you could, well, I'm not allowed to eat it anymore. Me. Because after well, the, if I, I were got allowed to eat it, I don't even this. have one by me. Well, what's worse, not having one by you, or not even be allowed to eat it? What's the thing about be, there being a club that wouldn't have you as a member? It's um, the food is terrible in such small portions. Ah, uh, yes, yes, yes. Which is that's exactly, how I feel about Beef O'Brady. Well, that's exactly the opposite how I feel about Beef O'Brady, which <laughs> is the it's very good, and I want more of it. <laughs> no, it's very good, and I and I've. It's I very good, and I never got enough of, and well, and I, the portions oh, and I'm are full, and I'm. It's very good, and I'm full. Is what I always said about Beefo Brady's, and it's how we sold the show. <laughs> I said to the execs, I said, I said at the end of every it's episode, our viewers are going to say two things. They're going to say it's very good, and I'm full. <laughs> they said sold. Easy, easy. <laughs> So we and come that's back why to I'm not allowed to eat. I, by the way, by the way, that's not that is why I'm not allowed to eat Beef O'Brady's anymore. Where I got the cease and desist. I told them we had in our contract that I would write an original commercial for them. They found out I had used the same tagline. Oh, for other for the, stuff for the bowl because I use that for everything. everything. I remember. Every, I remember. <laughs> basically, every project, everything that I've ever done, I've used that tagline. It's very good, and I'm it's full. very good, and I'm full. Uh, so we come back to the episode, which is, as we know, one of the best parts of the episode. And we cut mm-hmm. to Cal playing chess in the park. And he He's, is playing oh. for money. He's playing for money. 
I would say the other guy is playing for money. <laughs> yeah, Cal's playing to lose. He's losing it left yeah. and right. There's a move in chess, and I I learned this. Um, I had uh, we did the chess live. Uh, we did it live. We did it real. No stunts. Um, we brought in a real guy who can play chess, and I played him, and he hit me with this this uh, gambit every time. Yeah, where he would where he would move a piece out and then I would move a piece out and then he would move a piece out and then I would move another piece, he would move another piece and then I would have, and then he would say checkmate. (laughs) Yeah. Same thing every time. And what's that called if that happens? He told us afterwards, he told us afterwards, he said that was called the fool's mate. Oh, and you were actually playing for money against this guy. Yeah, um, because the network told us that chess wouldn't be exciting to show on camera. I said, trust me. Oh, stakes, people love chess. People love it. The stakes are going to be real. And we've seen that they love it since then. We've had Searching for Bobby Fisher, mm-hmm. which had been made before this. It has been aired on TV many times since. They we have the Queen's Gab- Gambit. The Queen's Gambit. Which I have never seen, but I bought the uh, board game that it's based on. Exactly. whole different type of Gambit. And it's a more respectable gambit, the Queen's Gambit, than the one that this guy was Well, yeah, if you're on. talking about a hierarchy of types of people, a fool is going to be near the bottom and the Queen's going to be near the top. And so this guy was basically playing the character of Cal for a fool. Yes. And not me, because I started to pick up on, okay, I started to play the game with him. You know, oh, so we're doing a game where we let you win. You know, I right. figured out that was sort of the thing that we were doing. Uh-huh. Um. And then Cal, he has to call. He basically, he gets to the point where the guy keeps winning. Cal keeps going double or nothing, double or nothing, (laughs) double or nothing. Um, Pretty much at a certain point, this guy says, pay me my motherfucking money. Yeah. He says, it's time for you. He says, no, we've been doing double or nothing until it's 30 second multiple or nothing. You're going to pay me my motherfucking money right now. So Cal has to do something he really does not want to do, which is ask somebody for help and asking Abby for help, especially. Yeah, he tries to run. This guy grabs him pretty much by his ankle. Cal is able to get his phone out of his pocket. He calls Abby up. He dials 911 and Abby picks up. (laughs) Exactly. And he says, you got to come help me. You got to get me out of this. I'm, I'm in a hole. And so I show up and uh, Abby shows up and I have money with me and I just write a little check to the guy in my dad's name. And um, Abby has to listen to Cal whine and whine and whine about the situation. Wow, it's a setup. It's a setup. He's setting me up. (gasps) Wait, that gives me an idea. That's kind of how that went. Yeah, let's actually let's actually go to the clip. We have a clip of that one. Oh, it's a setup. It's all a setup. He set me up. Oh my god. Oh my god. Shut the fuck up. Oh my god. Oh, it's a oh setup. My god. No, Shut I the can't. fuck. Hey. I can't. Shut the fuck oh. up. I have an idea. Oh, stop that. Cal. Stop twisting my titties. Oh, that hurts. Cal. I have a good idea. We're going to oh, get out of this. Stop thanking me. Oh. So, Cal and Abby, they, now that Abby has an idea, 
we kind of see how this unfolds. She doesn't explain the idea. <laughs> yeah, we kind of see it. She has an idea and they act on it. We had this guy in the writer's room. He was worthless, but he was always telling us. He had one thing that he did that I think he probably just stumbled on. He was a moron. But he said, he was always telling us to try to show. He was always saying, maybe we could show. He was always saying. Because what we wanted to do, we wanted me to just say the idea and then for the episode to end. Beautiful piece of dialogue. We wrote a nice, beautiful, um, 15 minute monologue. Dialogue of monologue, piece of monologue. (laughs) And this guy would say, maybe we could show. Uh, no. But he really challenged us too. And we did it. And this one time it worked out. So Cal and Abby, they, um, it's funny because there's a little bit of a parallelism here. In the, in the opening, we see home invaders showing up on a doorstep. Now we see Cal and Abby showing up on a doorstep. The good at guys. This, at this, uh, this Tony home, um, white picket fences, green lawn, and there's a picture of perfect family. We got the same family as in the opening to play these ones. Um, cause we could only afford four, uh, day players. We could only afford four day players, so we had to have them play, you know, wear multiple hats, so to speak. Um, and they did. One of them wore a pork pie hat. Yep. And um, then Jason Mraz hat. Well, we opened on this family basically being like, no, we're not going to act as, no, we're not going to act as bait to attract these home invaders to come rob our house. Yeah, no way. What do we get out of this? That's too dangerous. So at this point, Cal and Abby weren't prepared for them to say no. So they have to regroup for a moment. Cal okay, what do we off. have? What Can we yeah. pay them? Can we uh, threaten them with violence? Can we, um, can we hurt them? Can we s- kidnap one of them so that Stab they have to do this as... Yeah, like is there... This is their ransom or this is like some sort of collateral that they have to. So, but what Cal and Abby ultimately figure out is that they both have some tools at their disposal, right? They have um, power of persuasion that comes from kind of two different areas. Um, Cal took a semester of college um, and he took a psych class at that college. And so he kind of knows like really a lot about psychology and Abby grew up around politics. Can you think of anybody who's better at wheeling and dealing than that? So they're sort Business of like people. So that, and I say, it was, Abby says to Cal, okay, so you use your psychology and I'll use my politics and we'll make them see that this is a good idea drug dealer who sells their drugs in a car. I'm just still on the people who are better at wheeling and dealing. Oh, <laughs> yeah, to you maybe. So they, yeah, so they threaten to plant drugs at this guy's work. They're like, you know, we're going to get you fired if you don't go along with this plan, buddy. When yeah, like cops, your life will be over. It'll be easy for us. It would be child's play. Um, I have so many drugs in my car right now that I could just put on your desk at work. You know, Abby is pretty much like I can. I've, I know how to make a bomb. I could put a bomb anywhere in <laughs> your neighbor's house and say that it's from you. Yeah, yeah. I um, could, I could ruin your entire fucking life. Okay. We can call your school. We're the cops. We can go to your your kid's school. Tell them that you guys aren't their real parents. That you coaxed them into a house in the woods made out of candy with a and 
and you pretty much kidnap them and the and and no need to do a DNA test because it's true where the cops see and believe us. I could drive one of you out to the ocean for the day and say we're going to have a really nice beach day, but then I tie some cement bricks around your ankles and sort of le- walk with you hand in hand into the ocean. We both kill each kill ourselves together. <laughs> yeah. And wouldn't that be romantic? I'll kill myself with you just to get you to do this. Kel says, I don't give a fuck. So this family pretty much has to go along with it. Or else, you know, I mean, Abby and Kel's politics and psychology were so good that they're kind of like, yeah, I guess. Okay, fine. Like you've made me an offer I can't refuse. Exactly. We did the next scene like a montage of a Christmas um like our, our inspiration here was trimming the tree. That's what we said. We put that up on our spirit board, our vision board. And the writers were And room, the soundtrack said, matched. <laughs> we want this to feel like trimming the tree. We want Linus and Lucy to be playing. We couldn't afford Linus and Lucy. We got So they did rocking around the Christmas tree. We got a rocking around the Christmas tree. We got a guy to do it with all piano as a sound alike <laughs> for Linus and Lucy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And it's basically, you know, at this point, it's pretty much Cal and Abby um, and the unwilling family making the house very attractive for for home invaders. Yes. You know, um, they unlock all the doors. Not only they unlock them, you know, they, they unscrew, leave them wide open. They leave them wide open and they unscrew the locks from the doors. They leave so the windows open. They punch they, all the screens out. They, mm-hmm. they smash put, the windows, then they open them, then they punch the screens out. <laughs> yeah. They um they get a bunch of cash. They put a um and they put like a leaf they rig a leaf blower inside. There's cash just basically blowing out the windows. They put a the sign house. in the yard that says no dogs live here. They mm-hmm. have a big box of guns that they big put next to the guns. sign. It was the original little free library. And you know, you see these little free libraries everywhere now. And where that all started was we basically had them, we basically had our uh, Peter, our production guy, he built a birdhouse. Um, he said, you know, it'd be fun. We could put some birds in here um, because people that own birds is a weak type of person. <laughs> and it would show the home invaders <laughs> that they could rob this house. Peter was always talking about how people that own birds is a weak type of person. Yeah, said, and that's the, the only thing, that's the only thing he was ever right about. <laughs> He was well. He was right about that, but it was not relevant. You right? Know? Yeah. He said, "Let's put guns in it. Put a free sign on it. The burglars will be able to take guns on the way in. Feel very confident." Yes. He said, "We could put some birds in there too." We said, "Stop it, Peter." The bandits don't what they don't take the bait, right? No. There's a procession of different bandits and gangs and burglars that cruise by this house and not one of them bites. And how do we know that? They're all wearing um, all black and they all have little masks on with the eye holes mm-hmm. cut out and they've got a little a little cap on and they're carrying a big sack and they all sort of tiptoe by and look at the house and shake their heads to each other and say, ah, not this one. And then they, tip, they tiptoe on to the next place. I do not like the looks of this. And what is that? And that was the accent that we told our four day <laughs> players to do. Um, and the family the, who was in the house did a great job also playing the burglars. Oh, they did amazing. 
They yeah. did, you know, they did absolutely incredible, and I would say that most of that is owed to us, the directing. Yeah, of course, yeah, and the writing. Yeah. And well, and also course, they needed a little prodding, and that's why I had a, 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 a like a cow prod that I used every time they did something wrong. Yeah, um, Zemeckis he directed this one, but sort he of walked out after <laughs> he walked out. We got in a little twelve fight. hours. Yeah, we got twelve in a hours. Fight. He walked out, and this was a four-week shoot. Yep, we got in a little fight. So the bandits don't go in, but, you know. Uh, <sighs> That's the end of Act... I mean, it, it, it. and so 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 we see Cal and Abby basically staking this out, seeing it's not working out. And, you know, like, um, Abby goes, like, uh, I guess it's time for Plan B. And she pulls out her... Uh, she goes... She, it's the mid... 2000 so she does she pulls out her big phone yeah big phone and big big phone here again this is a situation where we see an idea we see somebody have an idea and instead of writing down the idea and having abby say it um the idea just happens yeah we went to hour-long commercial for um tums for tums um, starring Wilford Wilford Brimley lookalike. Yeah, and kind of a perfect pairing for that Beefo Brady's. That's kind of how we set that up, kind of like a, yeah. a set spike yep. sort of situation. <laughs> After you eat your Beefo Brady's, you're going to need a little Tums. Yep. And there was a dance and everything. Wilford was really bad at the dance, so we kind of had to edit around it. Um. <laughs> we had Barishnikov. He choreographed it. It was um, this guy, uh, Chuck Barishnikov. <laughs> Um, and it's basically, it was a lot of rolling. <laughs> yeah. It was a lot of rolling. Yeah. A lot of tumbling. Um, he was the guy that made, <laughs> he's the guy that made, um, he made, he made Scarlet, he made Scarlet, takes, <laughs> Scarlet took, takes a tumble. <laughs> it was the guy, he ended up making Scarlet takes a tumble. This is where it all started. <laughs> <laughs> this is where he got the idea. So anyway, <laughs> and he did the he did that OK Go video too. Oh yeah, the treadmill one. Yeah, he but was the first all... guy. He did the first one that you never saw. Where they're all falling like they on did, the treadmill. Yeah, they did a pilot for Game of Thrones that they never showed. He did there's an OK Go did a version of the video before they never before they never theirs. did anything. He made that one. Chuck yeah. Brishnikov. <laughs> Look him up. I think he's in jail. And so, um, and speaking of jail, basically what happens in this last incredibly um, climactic act of this show is, you know, Abby, um, we we open the the act on the governor, Abby's father. He's hanging up. He says... He says, Governor Rich Richards, Governor Rich Richards, he says, anything for you, my honey bear. And he uh, hangs up the phone. Gold phone. This gold phone. uh, We cut to, we do a match cut from a gold phone to a gold tooth. The gold tooth is on who? A a gangster, a gangster guy, a convict, a felon, whatever you want to call these people, the scum of the earth, you know, somebody who's a criminal, they will use violence or um, go outside the law to get what they want. 
these guys showing up and and asking Abby and Cal, like, okay, you know, you want us to, so you want us to... To rob this house? You want us to burglarize this house for you? You want us to rob it? And Abby and Cal are like, no, we don't want you to <laughs> rob it. We want you to invade it and fucking tear it apart and make it look real, make it feel real. Yeah, make it violent. Make it very authentic. And they do. Because basically the idea here, you know, so these guys, they go, they get, you know, their pipes and their chains and guns. All their and kinds of stuff. All their all tools. Yeah. Um, and knives and everything. And they're huffing. They're huffing. Um, Cal and Abby give them a bunch of computer duster to huff. Yeah. Before they go in. We say, you can have like, a little fun before you go in. Have a little fun. And because we want it to be believable. You know, yeah. we want, when this family sees you. We want you to have some motive, some motivation. You, yeah, they need to, they need, like. They need to know a bunch of huffed out guys. <laughs> they need to look at you, feel like these are guys who could do anything. We're totally huffed out, yeah. So they do. <laughs> exactly. And um, so they go off, Cal and Abby are like, do you, th-, you know, Cal's like, do you really think this will work? And Abby says, of course it'll work. It's my plan B. Yeah, we're not going to, we're going to look brilliant after this you know you said that the house was going to get invaded here now it's going to get invaded nobody's going to be the wiser um now you and i just have to uh do our favorite thing do our favorite thing which is to stake out stake Mm -hmm. out stake out stake out and cal's kind of like oh okay okay super huffed out and (laughs) they huff like crazy they smoke weed and then they drink a bunch of beers and wine in the car. They smoke good. They get very crunked up and they get extremely crossfaded. Yeah. Um, and Abby keeps saying, I'm so crunk. I'm so crunk. And Cal keeps muttering. He goes, method to the madness, method to the madness. Because the whole thing is that in order for the family to believe that these are real burglars, they need to. <laughs> They need to look out the window and see that the patrol car officers are <laughs> crunked out and huffed away in their car. So that, because otherwise you'd look out, you'd say, hmm, how could burglars be coming into my house right now? There's two awaked police officers outside of my house in their car. Uh, instead, if you look out and you say those officers is asleep, they're huffed, they're, they're crossfaded. They're tired. Um, they are zooted, then maybe these is real burglars. Yes. So that doesn't quite go according to plan. Pretty much we cut to the burglars getting away. (laughs) Yeah. And they're just kind of free now. And they did... They did more than just make the house look like it was it's invaded. They down. robbed it's they down. Did bad stuff. Yeah. Stuff we that Abby and Cal did not ask them to do. It's, so it's, and now they're gone. It's burning down. There's three family members that we can see um standing in the wreckage. Uh one definitely missing. Cal is waking up. He's like, um, you know, he's worried at first. He oh shit. You know? He's like, oh shit. Abby's also worried. She's like, oh, no. Oh, crap. Oh, crap. 
Oh, crap. Cal's like, it's fine. It's fine. We can just go get them, right? I mean, we, we know who they were. You had your dad yeah. release them from prison. We can just go catch these guys. And Abby says, no, uh, no, 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 no. I, uh, you clearly don't know how this works. Um, my dad actually promised them new identities. So they're probably in like Tahiti or something like that right now. We cut to final, po- um, well, we get one look kind of on Cal's face that sort of is like, did I do that? Kind of and a look. And Abby kind of goes, well, you can't win them all. Yeah. And he's saying, did I do that? And she's saying, well, you can't win them all. And we cut to this post-credits scene, get along credits. Had to thank everybody, which I hate. You shouldn't have to thank somebody in the credits if they didn't do a good job. You know, it's like I always say, that's what the money is for. That's right. And they used that line in Mad Men, and that was, and they got that from you, me. Yeah. Because that was how I, that was my approach. You know, you would kind of grin and bear it when you had to do the credits. You would put the thank yous in. When I had to fill them out, I would... <laughs> I would just put a text. You know who you are. You know look who at your you are. Checkbook. That's what the money is for. Yeah, look at your wallet. Look in your, do you say look in your checkbook? Yeah, I did. And that's where I keep the checks that have been written to me too. Yeah. So that when I open my checkbook to write checks, I see, oh, here's how much money I have mm-hmm. that I can put on a check. That's how you keep track of it because you just have to, you, and every time you add it all up, you add all the checks you've yeah. gotten up. Yeah, yeah. Haven't cashed them. Subtract the checks you've written. But that's potential money. We see these uh, these gangsters living it up in Tahiti. They get the kid with them. They are drinking them. pina coladas. They are sitting on a beach under an umbrella. They get the little kid from the family is with them. Oh, Actually kind of having a good time. Oh, having a great time. He's got a grill and he's, he's making some burgers. Making, bur- <laughs> making burgers. <laughs> <laughs> on the beach in Tahiti. Um, for me, this was a five-star episode out of Perfect four. episode. Very emotional. Very cool. Very rad, like I said up top. Um, I'm so glad we finally got to this one. I've been waiting for this one, and I know our listeners have too. A lot of people asked um, if it really was Tahiti that we had filmed that last scene in because it's raining. And to that we say, of fucking so course not. No, um, we we don't film somewhere unless the money makes sense. Exactly, you know? and it always and the money always makes sense in Toronto. We have a segment for you today. This segment is called "You Are the Biggest Loser." Goodbye. You are the biggest loser. Goodbye. In this episode, we saw Cal and Abby finally kind of lose, right? We saw them see some burglars get away. A case was not closed. They got in a little bit of trouble, right? So the thought behind this segment is that you and I, Kent, would talk about the biggest time we ever lost in our lives. I don't like to talk about my feelings or my failures. Those are my two things uh um, i don't talk about feelings i don't talk about failures and because okay my th- well because my therapist says it's not healthy to dwell and that i i believe that's true um but she if says don't some- dwell i'm always trying to come in and say here's how I, I you know i used to always be i would be trying to come in here's how i'm feeling here's what my failures are she says i don't want to 
She I says, don't want to hear any of that you know, shit. She says, look on the bright. We have the same therapist. Always look on the sunny side of life is yeah. her. We met our therapist actually working on this show and we, um, we like her fine. She's great. She's done wonders for me. Yeah. So shout out if you're listening to uh, Kathy. We very, are thinking about you. I'm very strong. My voice is very strong. She says, if you're ever feeling something, um, she says, her one of her favorite sayings is the body is the mind. She would say the body is the mind. If you are feeling something, express it with your body. Um, lift something, hit something, smack something, um, throw something, break something, uh, drop something, uh, or stack fuck some, something. What's that? Fuck, fuck something. Exactly. So I'm very strong, stronger than I've ever been. That's so nice. That's great that Kathy's doing that with you. We're mostly just talking about, like between me and her, we're mostly just talking about like how I'm really not getting any roles or auditions or anything like that and how that actually is not like a reflection on me or anything that needs to change with me as like it as an actor. Like I already know I'm good and I know I'm actually really, really good and I know I'm desirable to work with. So nothing really that I'm doing needs to change. The world kind of needs to, to change for me. Hashtag that's systemic. That's what she often says. Yes. 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 So I remember I was telling her about, you know, there was, um, about that little about that little business I had with the uh, the crosswalk the the um that light that wouldn't turn green uh-huh. and um she said you know and she and my legal problems she said hashtag that's systemic right you know don't <laughs> I love when she does beat that. yourself up over it beat up I have that written on a post-it note on my um, mirror yeah and I see that every morning um, and that kind of reminds me like nothing I do is really like my fault or my thing to fix. And that's been um, You Are the Biggest Loser. Goodbye. You are the biggest loser. Goodbye. Thanks so much for listening. Um, I hope you had as much fun with this episode as we did. I know we cried and cried and cried watching this episode, making this episode. So hopefully you have somebody near you to dry your tears or at the very least um, can go splash your face in the sink after. Uh, But this has been a blast. We'll see you next week. I'll get you wetter. (laughs) <laughs> yeah get you wet. make it wetter uh and we'll see you next make it week. wetter was how we sold the network on doing this episode because of the crying Absolutely. And raining. you know we because we were crying the the network guys and zemeckis you know zemeckis walked out after we wouldn't stop crying for 12 hours that's what you guys fight was about you know sort of. and he <laughs> said uh and and you kept saying hashtag make it wetter hashtag make it wetter. We just have to wait until it's raining, you yeah. know. He's like, so, I gotta make Castaway or whatever. I can't <sighs> do that. Right. Anyway, go on. So go on. we want you to make it wetter. Go, go splash your face in the sink. Stay wet. Stay really really wet until next week when we are going to have a whole new episode to recap with you. Um, this this next one's gonna be just as exciting as this one if not even better so we're really excited to dig into that and uh thanks for listening that's crime watchers uh, rate and review hashtag stay wet on socials tell your friends tell your family tell your haters tell, tell your, your enemies invaders. tell your motivators bye bye